Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. And this is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to The Drop, our weekly podcast about all things running, where we interview everybody from running celebrities to brands to find out what they're up to. And we talk some nonsense about running. Lots of nonsense. Heavily weighted on the nonsense <laughs> yeah. scale. Megan's probably the only one who doesn't get all nonsensical. She will. She Just give it time. It's contagious. It'll happen. All right. As long as as long as we have that promise, you heard it here first. <laughs> Megan has promised to get a little nutty. All right. It's weird. So uh, let's roll into the week. Should we talk about training first? Um, like your training? Yeah, like <laughs> you're the only one that's actually training, right? Well, Megan's training, and I saw you running down the street yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get a Mother's Day car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm like Robbie. Yeah, and he and he didn't. I just answer. thought it was one of my fans, fans. harassing me again. He you was like, he's like, I'm almost to the finish. Somebody's <laughs> holding up a sign that says you're almost there. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I wonder where he's going. And I was like, maybe he's probably going out to because it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday. I was like, he's probably going out to to have some surveys. And what did I say? No, Robbie does his errands while running. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. nailed it. That's true. I, I was doing that. Yeah. So what card did you pick out? Is it a humorous or sentimental? It's pretty generic because um, it's actually the Ace Hardware store has like really good card selection. It's very strange. <laughs> they have like cool Baltimore cards. Okay. But it's pretty straightforward. I do like the Ace Hardware store in theory. It's local. And this is a side note. <laughs> Sorry, but um, <laughs> but it, it, I find that it has some kitschy stuff that I like and local stuff that's cool. But yeah. like when I need something like, like a real thing, like a man's thing, like a, a man's power man tool, thing. like not a power <laughs> tool. They've got power tools and all that. But like I went to go get uh, something for our, our offices getting built out. It might have been like, oh, it was the faucets for it. Oh, OK. So I was like, I need some hardware for the faucets. Yeah, you got to go to the depot for that. And yeah, I was like. They had one and it was like all, you had to blow dust off the box. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain things that you just have to go to Home Depot for. Yeah. But anyways. So regardless, so yeah, let's talk about running. Thomas, how's the taper going? Madness. Is it happening? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I did uh, even like it was 600 meters repeats, eight times 600 meters. My butt was dragging and you're just like, I don't get it. It was 100% humidity yesterday morning. And 66 oh, degrees. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was rough. Yeah, but it, it was just... Wasn't it raining too at Yeah, the time? it was raining. <laughs> that was part of it. But it, I have plenty of excuses. And our air conditioning had had broke for the second two floors. So we weren't... We were sleeping in like... You were sleeping in 80 degrees. Oh, wow. Yes. For four nights. So it didn't really set you up for great running. And turns out <laughs> it didn't run that great. But I am feeling pretty... Pretty good to go into taper now. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about where we're going this weekend. We're going to Colorado Springs mm-hmm. all as a team. And, uh, you know, I'm excited ho- to have my lungs collapse. Yeah. And myself. I'm, I'm like, hopefully the course of running isn't too hilly. It is it's, the rocky. It's, it's a mountain. <laughs> There's definitely a hill. <laughs> I'm going to be walking a lot. But yeah, I don't know. Meg, you're also training for uh, your half coming up. I feel like a half to you is nothing. Like, I don't even, like, when you get out for your running, I'm just like, why is she even training? Yeah. Well, to get faster is the answer to that. Um, yeah, I don't have nearly the anxiety that I get 
close to a race like the marathon. The half just seems like, well, if I blow up and die, whatever. I didn't. It's over in 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not that nervous about it. But I did wear my Alpha Flies yesterday because I'm deciding what shoe I want to wear on race day. And I still think that's my pick. Oh, man. No Metaspeed Sky. I just, there's something about the Alpha Fly. Okay. The pop, I can't deny it. I may regret it, but I'm going with the Metaspeed Sky. You're not going to regret it. No, you're not going to regret it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Robbie busting out a sub six minute mile in his Metaspeed Sky yeah, this week that was in, jeans, in jeans in 80 degree weather. <laughs> yeah, we did the A6 Blue G mile on Sunday, and um, that was pretty fun. It was hot, like super hot. 85. <laughs> no shade in that track. No. And uh, dead sun. Well, we also did it at 1:30 in the afternoon. Yeah, and, as hot as it could be. And Robbie, you had already run a 10 minute mile with uh, your son it was close to the 13 minute mark <laughs> okay he's stopped you, 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 you ran a a long but yeah. i mean but still you're yeah. out there you did it in denim twice yeah pretty much and what i what i love about robbie is he is everybody thinks he's so mellow and doesn't give a crap and low-key but when it like i would have been like fine i ran with my son i completed the mile whatever Robbie's like, no, I got, I got to go out there and throw <laughs> down. And I think what's the most impressive part about it is that you did it by yourself. Like we all went out as a group together. So yeah. you've got that like group herd mentality of like going hard. Like you were just sprinting around in circles by yourself while we're all chilling. <laughs> well, actually when he's doing, it, I was like, he's not going that fast. Like I was like, looking at him. It's, it's so deceiving on it a really track. It really is. Cause like you look, he, he kind of looked like you're shuffling. Yeah. And I was like, he's just getting it done. He'll probably do like a six thirty or something like that. And what what would you end up running? Like five fifty. Yeah, you beat just, me in in denim in eighty degree temps in the afternoon. Yeah, I was actually surprised. <laughs> That's actually the fastest mile I've run in like forty five years. I don't know. Yeah, and you probably had a hoagie in you. Uh, <laughs> I did eat uh, peanut butter and jelly before. Oh, that's, yeah. that's oh, that's perfect. Good, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, now I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You I've been on that. One. I've been yeah. on that kick lately. Yeah. But yeah, it was a. I mean. It was surprisingly running jeans wasn't that bad. I kind of liked it. Well, you've had a lot of issues with your leg and yeah, well, and with it was, the stuff. And I'm thinking maybe you need to run in jeans. Maybe I don't know. I you just feel fine afterwards, didn't I, you? Yeah, I did actually. But I think I just felt good last week because I did that seven mile run with you the day before and felt like pretty good before and after. And so that so that was nice to feel like I could run fast. So. Well, it's kind of crazy because we did, you, we, I was doing a longer run. You came out for the first part. And then when we were doing the review for the shoe that we were wearing for that, that we can't talk about yet, the, mm. I, I had forgotten that you were in the first seven miles <laughs> yeah. of that run. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I was thinking it was an 18 mile run. And then I was like, no, Robbie ran. Yeah. I ran with you. This first it was seven. perfect Saturday morning run through the heart of Baltimore. Yeah. Patterson Park. It was, it was actually, it was, it was really nice. It was really nice. Anyways, so that that's us. That's the weekend. Bougie Mile was good. We had like, what, 15 or 20 people? 20 people, Yeah, the probably. video. we're going to post a video about it. Uh, Brandon's working on editing that. I actually, um, we have a couple edits, and it's going back, but I showed it to ASICs because they wanted to see oh, cool. See the video, and their first in, uh, reaction was, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and if you haven't done the Bougie Mile, it's, a6 is doing it for the month of May to promote mental health awareness. They're giving away a lot of money to some organizations that support that. And you can do it for free. Just uh, sign up a race roster, you know, put in your mile time. It's a good, 
It's a good cause. Yeah, it's fun. I know they're donating to uh, Johnny Gregoric, who's the world record holder at four minutes and six seconds. Um, they donated to his charity, yeah, forty thousand six hundred dollars uh, to honor that that time, which is, I mean, that's pretty cool, just considering that it's one of their athletes, yeah, and they're supporting his effort to shine light on mental health. And we'll get more into mental health next week. So yeah, we actually interviewed Johnny Gregoric on Instagram Live uh, last, I guess, right when he did the Gene Mile. Dude, I don't even remember like time right now. It's yeah. crazy. Well, you can go back if you go to our Instagram and look at our, our lives. I think it's in our like conversations well, with. Well, we did a YouTube version of it too. So yeah. check it out there. Yeah, Anyways. Really nice dude. All right. So we're checking in on your running. This is our first check-in. And... You know, sometimes life can be overwhelming and you think, how can I get everything done that I need to get done? And the same thing goes with training. And you have to think about every step that you're taking adds up and every little foot forward helps you get through the next mile. So instead of looking at some of your runs as, geez, I've got a long run this weekend, 18 miles or whatever you're going to be putting in, or even if it's six miles and that feels like a long run, remember that you can break it up into chunks and kind of not make it as big in your head. So right now, if you're struggling to think about how far you've got to go, don't. think. Look up ahead. Look at the next landmark. Just run to there. See how it feels. Try to feel good. So we're going to cover a shoe that we uh, got in, and it was kind of weird because it showed up without any documentation. Usually we'll get a little notice about a shoe or it's a shoe part of, you know, it's like a two or a three or a four. So we have an idea of what the shoe is about. And usually a company will tell us if it's on embargo or not, which means that we can share it or not share it. And about a week ago, a Adidas shoe showed up on my doorstep and it was the Adidas 4D forward and it's spelled F-D-F-W-D. Oh, that's what it means. Yeah. I kept thinking it was like four-wheel drive or something. Well, no, I mean, the whole thought process behind it, it's got this 3D printed midsole. Looks like ramen noodles. It does. It, it makes you hungry just looking at it. Dude, put some Old Bay on that, crush it up and eat it like a some, chip. Some dry little shrimps. <laughs> um, anyway, when, when you land, it's supposed to not only propel you up, but propel, propel you, easy for me to say, forward. So kind of like, almost in, in some ways, I would think it like mimics like a spring. Right but it compresses and it's all directed to move, move you forward. Okay. It's the 4d forward. So 4d 3d printing in the next dimension is forward, I guess. But, um, in wearing, it doesn't give that sensation. Okay. I could kind of see that. (laughs) It looked more like a lifestyle shoe, but it does. And and that's why I was a little surprised when we got it first. I didn't have any information on it. So I was just going to sit on it. So anyway, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit on it. I, I'll take it out for a run. So I took it out for a five mile run. You can see kind of like I I did a reel of of the run while I was doing it. And the shoe weighs 13 ounces for my size, which is pretty heavy. Um, It's it's, it's like boost level, ultra boost level. Well, it's heavier than Uh, boost. Is it? Yeah. And it, it was over 13 ounces. And the sensation, at least boost, gives you a nice cush and then rebound. Mm hmm. I didn't feel, and of course I did this before I knew that it was supposed to project you forward, but I did it and it just felt really slappy. 
mm. and harsh underfoot. Slap happy. I mean, it's not horrible harsh, but it's not. Well, let me ask you something. Since it looks more like a lifestyle shoe, does it work for just somebody who run like the way that an Allbirds running shoe would work? I I, mm, I was trying to figure out working quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to put where I would put it. I think that it would be a really nice shoe for, like you said, if you want a, a stylish looking shoe that you maybe use at the gym, it's got a pretty stable platform. So you could use it for, for gym. The only problem is the upper is really loose as well. I had some heel heel lift and I really had to cinch the top down pretty substantially to, to get it for running. Mm. But I do think, yeah, if you wanted to use it for the gym, it's 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 over. I think it's two hundred dollars. Holy now. crap! Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the prices for the other, uh, you know, three D printed shoes that Adidas has, all the four D stuff. And you need to buy a three D printer and start making stuff. Yeah, I mean, you do. <laughs> but that's and, how you make NFTs, right, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I don't know where I would put this shoe. I think it has to be somebody who likes innovation and likes the idea. I do think it has a fun feel just walking around, but it's still not even that cushion. Like if you want that boost feel, like say that you're going to be on cement all day yeah. and walking around, you, I would probably go ultra boost. Over okay. this. And I liked running in the ultra boost. So for yeah, me, speaking of is a novelty, not the ultra boost, but I believe that Boston 10 and audios, audios and the, I think there's another audio pro, pro coming. There is. So that should be hopefully yeah. in the next month or so. What I am curious about is whether or not this technology, one, does it count as a spring? And two, once they develop it and get it to a certain place, could this replace carbon plates in a running shoe? Could you, if you do find a way to kind of move someone forward with some sort of... That could be the next evolution. That's what I was thinking. But I don't know if that would count as a spring and be illegal. Only one way to find out. Break the rules. Ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. So Adidas 4D forward, I'm probably going to say don't recommend it. I'm not going to probably. I'm going to say I wouldn't recommend it for a running shoe. I would recommend it if you want a cool lifestyle shoe that looks like a running shoe. Okay. And I like the idea that Adidas is trying to innovate their midsoles and come up with something like this. Um, I think eventually I, I almost feel like it's they haven't found the right materials to make it out of yet that would make it viable. Okay. Well, we'll see if that ever comes along. And if it does, you know where to find us. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> you still know where to find us. Yeah. Send us a shoe and let us know. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to some like real running talk since that was a little bit unreal running talk. Eh, I guess it was. It was tangentially. Tangentially. Oh, every, every episode, we'll you got to get that that's in. That's the Easter egg. Yeah. You got to find it. All right. Meg, what's going on let's with talk, Boston? Yeah, let's do the Boston thing. Well, six, no, 14,000 runners made it in. 9,000 who qualified did not um, because so, the cutoff time was seven minutes and 47 seconds oof. over the qualifying time. Or I'm sorry, under the qualifying Did time. you need like the Nike 20% to get that <laughs> one? <laughs> pretty much. That's, uh, man. It's like, pretty brutal. So is and that's because the next year's race they weren't allowing as many people, correct? Yeah. So Primarily. normally it's thirty thousand and this year it was twenty thousand. But everyone thought that they were gonna allow sixteen thousand qualifiers in and they reduced that to fourteen thousand. I don't know why. Because charities 
Gotta get the those cash. charity yeah. monies. And here's the thing. Charities have probably been hurting because they haven't had events like this to, to raise cash. There hasn't been opportunities. My heart breaks for the people. Cause like if you, f- you figure, okay, I, I get it. Like I BQ'd and I was 30 seconds or something under. And I was like, I know I'm not going to get in. Like I'll, I'll go ahead and submit my time. Yeah. But I know that it's not. Can you imagine if you had a seven minute and 30 second. Well, it's not even that. Like I'm like, if you had five minutes, you're probably like, I'm gold. And you're like all excited and you finally, you know, qualify for Boston or maybe you have a streak going where, you know, five minutes always got you in. But you can run the virtual one. I'm just kidding. kidding. That's actually where I think they made a huge mistake. No, 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 no. Here's where you're wrong. The people who qualified who didn't get into the race but are running the virtual get something different than the people who did not oh, qualify. Okay. Well, that's so they good. are making a difference. I, I would, I would a little bit better. It's a little bit better, but I, I actually think you have 9,000 people that didn't get in that qualified. If you got rid of all the virtual runners, cause I, I would, it takes away from it that you can just, I, I agree. You can just be someone and sign up for it. These people worked hard. If 9,000 of them didn't get in, you're telling me that you're not going to make enough money selling 9,000 virtual entries that you need to have those extra people in there. I see what you're saying. And it could have been, and I think that people would have been maybe satisfied. I think they would have been like, I understand that it's a smaller field. I understand that you left registration open for a greater number of years than normal. Do you think they're going to continue the virtual thing like the in years to come? No. I think they'll... That would be a huge mistake. I, I don't know. Man. I don't know, Meg. There's, I think they're going to be like, this is the marathon. You can run it too. And we get to pocket that cash. It's going to be a leprechaun's pot of gold sitting at the end of that. Dude, it's, if they it's do, gonna that's, so that's going to take away from the event. And I mean, I don't no, know. No, it won't take not. away from the event. We'll just have to ask everybody, did you run it virtually? <laughs> yeah. Are you a fake one? Did you one? qualify? Yeah. Are you a fake one? Is that tattoo well, it's the same count? Thing. Think about the people who run for charity. I mean... The charity ones, we've always kind of been like, oh, you you ran. You see someone Boston's with the jacket. You, yeah. You've seen it happen. Like you've seen someone with the jacket and asked them, and that's happened to me before. Yeah, I, I've told you in the past, I had just a, after the bombing, I bought a Boston Strong shirt that looked like a Boston shirt. It just was, it was an Adidas right. shirt, blue with the gold. And I gave it to Meg because I got tired of people asking me, if oh, you were a fraud, did you? Yeah, basically, <laughs> did you did you run Boston and stuff? And I was like, I I didn't want to question. Now I did the virtual Boston challenges this year, and the shirts that they gave for that, I, Megan ran. I ran past Megan one day, and she's like, Yeah, it looks like you totally ran Boston. <laughs> I mean, it's like a bright yellow. They should just shirt give with. different colors for the virtual stuff and the charity. Honestly, they should have a giant V but on it. But you can't. It's the brand. Yeah, I guess so. So the um, April 2022 race is accepting times from September 2019 on. So a lot of these people that didn't make it this cut are still hopeful. If, isn't it just going to be another? That's always uh, what they do. That another too. like well, here's the, deep field. But probably. But it'll be larger, hopefully. It'll be back to normal size. And... My thought is that if you're running in October, you're not going back in April. But I, Thomas thinks I'm wrong. Yeah, I think these people are, are greedy for the experience. Wait, if you're running, oh, oh, 
because it's, because it's that's right. fall. I mean, this year. you're one of the only people I know <laughs> that do. constantly qualifies for Boston and was like, I went, I did it. And I know you want to go back. Yeah. But there's this people that seem to go like, like this is their their only race they want to do every year. I mean, we know people like, like obviously I'm not going to mention them on the podcast, but we know people who that's like their goal in life. Yeah. I mean, the one. Well, no, I think one time I'm talking about the people that are like, I'm going to go every year. I'm sorry. But I know I'm saying, but there's some people who this is like, this is like earth shattering to them that they didn't make it. I mean, they can't sleep. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? It's devastating. I, I think, you know, if, yeah. Anyways, but so all that to say. My heart goes out for them. I'm no, really for super. Sure. I mean, if you made it in this year, kudos. I mean, a lot of people will just tell you just run faster. And um, that's really nice to hear when when you're trying to trying to break those those goals. But, I, you know, the people that made it in, congratulations. I think it's amazing that you're able to go almost eight minutes under the um Qualifying, qualifying time is is a phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how much the how much tougher over the years it has been to get into Boston. That just means that people are trying harder, more people are interested in running the marathon. Um, it's it's really impressive for the industry. I do for those of you who, even the person who missed, you know, only qualified by three seconds or something like that. I, my heart still goes out for you. I know how it feels, and and you know you want to make it to that to that show and. You know what, if, if running with a charity bib, uh, at that point, once you've qualified or, you know, running it virtual, once you've qualified, fulfill some, some of your joy and go after it. Dude. Yeah. If you ran like a seven thirty seven twenty eight or something, and then you run it like charity, I'm, I kind of want to give it to you. Oh yeah. I think there should like, be a qualification for that. Like a, you qualified and you're running for charity. That should you, be. An, you should yeah. get like a higher level of. That's a good idea. Of, of you should get to go run with the VIP front guys. Although yeah. I guess that defeats the purpose. Dude, the crazy thing, real quick, is that people who raised money for the charity one, like last year, they had to like raise all Re- that money yeah. again because I mean they could run the virtual, but it's like it's not like that carries over to the next year. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, here I am once again asking you to donate. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Hey, remember when I was going to do that last year? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. So I'm really pumped up. Uh, we are leaving at 4 a.m. tomorrow in the morning. So when this podcast goes out. We'll be on an airplane. Yeah, we'll, wow. be, on, we'll be on an airplane. We are going to Colorado Springs, Robbie. How many of us are going? Where the beer flows like wine and the swans to Capistrano. <laughs> salmon flock and salmon. <laughs> yeah. Um, four of us are going. We're doing something with Solomon. We can say that. Yeah. And we get to talk to Courtney DeWalter. We're, yeah. And running with Courtney DeWalter, which is blowing my mind because I'm just like. Do you think she's going to just sprint on our little no, three mile jog? You know I what she's so. doing today? What? She's uh, helping someone do, or was yesterday that she was helping someone do the... Uh, oh, that race across Arizona, yeah. Cocodona 250. Yeah, she is Megatron Runs. Oh, Maggie Goodall? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't I didn't realize she was She's helping crew. helping her do like the last 25 miles or something. Wow, that's awesome. 
Yeah, that's a crazy race, by the way. Anyways, so, yeah, she, I guess she'll be driving up. Uh, she lives in Golden, Colorado. Um, sorry, I don't know if I'm just doxed her. Um, but she'll be coming down for the run. It, it's going to be cool. It'll, it's like a free event. I yeah, I don't know. The link's kind of hard to find. It's like it's super hard to find. But if you want to meet us and you're in the area and you want to meet Courtney, we'll all be in Colorado Springs on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. running a little three to four mile loop from Palmer Palmer Park, yeah. something like that. Yeah, we're staying at a very it's a brand new hotel in Colorado Springs called Kinship Landing. Why are you telling people and that? You know, now we're really now you're like, all the stalkers yeah, come out. Meg, Who, people just, standing I'm outside. Just Who is going to be in Colorado Springs yeah. coming to this hotel? We'll find out. Yep. Let's, <laughs> let's see. I was going to talk yeah. about the cool camp room, but whatever. No, There's I want you cool, to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Go ahead, Meg. Yeah. Let people know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're staying at a very cool new hotel. Bougie called is it what it, you consider bougie it's kind of that, it sounds hippie to me wait, kinship you, hotel do you know when we stayed in what was that town in colorado right before trans rockies buena vista buena vista yeah it reminds me of that little cool little hotel yeah. i've actually been there in. before dude this Weird. hotel is amazing i but loved it this hotel that we're staying at has rooms that they call like camping rooms and it's literally just like an open area and you can bring your tent <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you bring your own tent? Yeah. I thought it was like it was like a fake camping room where they just like have tents that you can stay no, no, in. No, I think it's like BYOT. <laughs> BYOT. So amazing. Okay, there's a couple things here that's... But, oh, sorry. No, that's cool about it. And when I say bougie, it's not like Four Seasons bougie. It's like, it's like glamping, hipster, like glamping bougie. Hipster bougie. It's okay. like park your Airstream out front. Gotcha. You know. So is the camping rooms, is that like one tent per room? No. Oh, did you think it's like a campground inside of a building? A room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you not show him a picture of it? There's I did. A I, she showed me the picture, but I didn't comprehend it. I thought it was like, a, it looked like a Price is Right setup when they're giving away the tents. It does. <laughs> <laughs> You've won a fabulous vacation for two in these two jet skis. It looks like that. Yeah, it, there's a little asterisk under the photo and it says gear picture not included. Oh, see, I thought it was like already there. No, no, no. Yeah. You got to bring your own tent. Oh, man. <laughs> you men, Robbie, get there with just his suitcase <laughs> and he has to sleep on AstroTurf. I imagine that they have one of those like fires with a fan in it, blowing, <laughs> blowing paper around. <laughs> Come over here and warm yourself by the fan. But oh, we, we couldn't get that room because it was sold out. Of course it so was. Yeah. We have to meet those people staying it's there. It's funny because the weekend we're staying there is like the perfect camping weather for outside. It's like 75 and high, low of 45. Morning, yeah. That seems a little cold for outside. <laughs> no, it's great because you get the campfire going in the morning. You make your coffee. You're all cozy in your yeah. down jacket. Yeah, I'd say like once it gets in the 30s, it's a little bit cold. But 45, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's if nice. you go anytime in Arizona, like if you're at the Grand Canyon... It's like gonna, freezing at night. It's a desert and, and, situation. Yeah, and warm in the and blazing warm in the afternoon. So that's exciting. Maybe I'll pick pick the lock and you try know, to get a room there. You know the other thing? There. I think it's just open. Oh, no, <laughs> it's just like, there. Dude, I, could, I can't it's wait to see It's basically a homeless village <laughs> in the hotel. It's a very bougie um, one. The, what if you just... For 20 could, bucks a you night. You just stay there forever. I, yeah, for 20 bucks a night? I mean, it might be worth it. Yeah, that's, um, that's good rent. Plus, you get coffee. <laughs> it's not bad. So, I think the other thing that we should do while we're out in Colorado, Robbie, everybody thinks that when we do our reviews, that that we are on something. Oh, that we're and we're not. But I'm kind of thinking 
it's legal in Colorado. I think at some point. I mean, it's it's legal here, pretty much. You have to have like a license though to get it here. Like we can uh, to walk get into it, like yeah. a store and be true, like, "I'll true. take some edibles. I'll take some." So maybe we won't be doing an event this weekend. <laughs> we'll just be well, I'm just saying after the around. after the event, maybe maybe we experiment uh, and see what Colorado has to offer. All right, we'll see. That I'm and a- some IPAs. Yeah, we could. It could be Dude, the most amazing high, high alcohol IPAs at a high altitude will be with, hammered in with, no time with some some. Dude, we might not come back. <laughs> what do you call? Give me the. How do you know if someone's a narc? What do they ask for? <laughs> Can I get some of that some ganja? Doobie. Yeah, doobie. <laughs> um, do you have any, yeah, little. We we'll get some thin mint action going on. You guys are definitely staying in the camping room after that. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Or the hot tub. Oh, <laughs> Ravi loves his vacation hot tubs. Dude, can we if that we buy some? Do we put that on Solomon's dime? We build them oh. for that. <laughs> I don't know. That might be supplies. All right, cool. Anyways, is that, is that everything? I can say. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to follow our adventure this weekend, we will be putting some stuff out on live. We cannot uh, put the shoe that we'll be running in up because. We have to wait till the embargo on that, but we'll capture lots of stuff. I'm sure you can poke around the internet and find out what we're working yeah. with. And uh, we'll, we'll post some stories of us traveling, having a good time and having fun. If we do uh, imbibe in anything other than water and granola bars, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll document that. Yeah, too we'll document and regret it. it yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's funny. You can't get that loan. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no races for us on Sunday morning. Yeah. All right. So check that out. We'll be on Instagram and all that jazz. All right. We're back. Second check-in. We're talking about chunking things up. That's the other thing. Sometimes when I'm doing a workout, it can get a little overwhelming because you're like, oh, I've got to do eight times 600 meter repeats at a pace that is challenging. And so a lot of times... Instead of thinking about the eight, you just got to break it down to just let's complete one. See how that goes. Let's see how it feels to get this first one out of the way. And remember, I'm going to have a two-minute jog or something to to ease off afterwards. So let's just do that. And if you're not doing a workout, and again, it's just mileage, think about just getting, I don't know, half mile to a mile. At one point, just for fun to switch things up, I switched my GPS watch from going off at every mile to going off at every half mile so that it would just give me a little bit of incentive to hit that next half mile, maybe a little bit faster. Okay, today on the podcast, we're chatting with Emma Bates. Emma is an ASIC-sponsored athlete. Uh, She won her debut marathon at CIM in 2018, and she most recently finished fourth at the Marathon Project. And right now she is training for the 10K Um, in hopes to make the Olympic team. Today we are talking with uh, ASICS athlete, Emma Bates. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. So where are you right now? I am in the mountain town of Colorado in Crested Butte. Oh, Crested Butte. I know that. Yeah. We're actually going to be in uh, Colorado Springs two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. I love Colorado Springs. I ran there quite a bit in college. Uh, Air Force was in our conference, so I've been there, and it's so beautiful. The Garden of the Gods. There's so many places to run, so Ooh, good I place to think be. about that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. So, yeah, you recently, last time I spoke to you, you were, like, in the middle of nowhere, Idaho, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So let's now nowhere, Colorado. (laughs) Well, but so in in Idaho, you were like off the grid, off the grid. Are you? You're not like that where you are now. No, 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 no. Uh, All the amenities here. So very, very luxury. (laughs) Have some running water and electricity. So we're good to go. So Crescent Butte has to be pretty close to Boulder. Yeah, it's about four, four and a half hour drive. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. Am I mistaken? Isn't Team Boss in Boulder? Yes. Yes. That's where um, Team Boss is based out of. And then Emma Coburn and Joe Bossard both went to high school in Crested Butte. So they know the area very, very well. And Emma Coburn has, um, her parents have a house here. So um, they they know all the good running routes. And so it's been a, it's been a blast here, them showing us around. Okay, cool. So that's the biggest news, I think. Uh, other, we'll get into marathon project as well, but the, one of the biggest, most exciting things that I noticed on Instagram was that you joined team boss and are training with them, which is a really, if people don't know what team boss is, it has a lot of different athletes from different brands. It's not just one sponsored group, uh, like NAZ elite is all Hoka. This is more of a, a melting pot of brands. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I think we have most brands now. Uh, I think we're missing Brooks and maybe Mizuno, but we have so many different athletes and it's very unique. It doesn't happen. Um, I don't know if it's ever happened, honestly, and it's, it's something very special because I think we all have the same values um, and we weren't necessarily, I guess, valued by the same company, but that's what is so cool about it. We can bring all of our, you know, kind of spice into into our training and just kind of um, really reach a different crowd rather than just like a niche of a certain brand like Nike or Hoka or anything like that. So it's, it's really fun to kind of bring us all together in a way that's, um, you know, I think people underestimate, you know, people needing a, a different kind of training than um, just putting them all into one bubble. So um, to be able to choose where you train rather than being forced into training on a certain team by your sponsor is something that I think needs to be addressed a little bit more because I think as an athlete, especially um, somebody at my age or maybe older, you know, maybe somebody out of college knows exactly what they want and where they want to be. Um, So I think that's something that um, a lot of, a lot of sponsors need to take note of that, that we know what we need and it doesn't necessarily line up with maybe what they think that we need. So, I have two questions off of that. Um, the first one is how did this process happen? Like, did they recruit you to the team? Did you reach out to them? What did that look like? And then how was, or what was ASIC's response to all of this? Um, ASIC has always gotten my back. Um, they've always um, completely supported me a hundred percent in all the decisions that I make. They're like, you're the athlete, you know what you need. So that has been an amazing um, opportunity with them and just the journey um, with them. So they were just like, you you do what you do and we'll back you up. Um, so wherever you need to be. And I realized that, um, you know, shortly um, before the marathon project that I needed a change and um, there was extenuating circumstances 
um, that kind of led me to want to change and to want to move. Um, but I didn't really know where I wanted to be at the time. Um, and it wasn't until I drove all the way out to DC to visit my sister. Um, she just had a baby in June. So I was, I was lucky enough to drive all the way out there to visit him. And then on the way back, I, I just stopped through Boulder, um, just to spend the night and I just went on a run by myself. And, uh, I have always visited Boulder and like onto races and everything, but there's something so special about it. And I didn't really understand it until I drove back through, um, into Boise from DC. Um, it's just such a special place and, uh, it just felt right. And I knew that I wanted to be in Boulder at that point. Um, and so I reached out to, to Joe and asked him if he would be willing to take on more, athletes because I know the team was growing so much. They just added Kate Grace and Sarah Sutherland. So it was a pretty big team already. And I didn't know what the response was going to be, but I just thought I'd put it out there. And then I ran the 15 K out in Jacksonville. And then um, Laura Sweet, who's on the boss, our team or the team boss team. Uh, we, we started talking and she's like, I just heard you're, you know, moving to Boulder and can I try to convince you to be on our team? And just her, <laughs> like, having the excitement about the prospect of us training together just kind of sealed the deal. Like, her wanting a marathon training partner specifically and me wanting a marathon um, training partner was just, like, it just made sense to us. And so it was kind of, you know, up to Joe and up to the rest of the women on the team whether or not that was going to be a good fit. And something that's very um, unique and I admire about this team is it doesn't matter how good you are. It's just about the personality and being able to really like just coexist together and, you know, enjoy each other's company. And it's not about the training. It's more about just like, you know, a life fit. Do you feel like you've fallen, fallen into like already like a tight knit feeling? Is there anybody on the team that you're like, this is my person to, to hang with? Like, Honestly, everybody on the team is so welcoming and so much fun. And like, we all just like being around each other all the time, which is kind of weird. And it's, it's really, really refreshing. Um, we just, you know, we go to brunch together and we hang out together. We can just sit on the couch and watch movies together. And we just, we just really enjoy each other's company. So obviously Laura is going to be probably my main person that I'm going to be training with um, just because we're both marathon specific, but um, I can honestly just go on a run with anybody and have a really, really good time. And that's what's so special about this team is everybody's just, um, just has their own unique personality and there's never a dull moment. So has your coaching changed too? So now, you know, are you taking direction from Joe? Yes. So Joe's now my coach and, um, the training is not that much different than what I was doing before. I'm doing a little lower mileage now just because I'm doing more track stuff for this season. Um, and then obviously being at 9,000 feet, I can't really put in as much volume just because I'm so tired all the time. So trying to do like 100, 120 miles a week up here probably won't happen until maybe a couple more times up here. So hopefully before, um, you know, I do a fall marathon or something, we can come up here and, you know, kind of get, get a gist of it just because it's, it's hard to adjust up here. Definitely. I'm always tired. It, how was adjusting to the elevation? Do you feel like you're finally prepared for it now when you go out for your workouts? Yes, I am two weeks today um, up here. Okay. I've been, and I think everybody kind of um, has, 
concurred that, you know, the second week is really, really hard. The first week you feel invincible. So I was, you know, doing workouts and runs and it was just so easy. And then the second week hits you hard. And so just trying to recover from that. And it's just a lot of sleeping, a lot of eating. Um, so it's, it's a pretty, I, I wouldn't say boring because I, I enjoy it, but a lot of other people would probably think it's boring. We just, you know, run in the morning, then eat and sleep and then run again in the afternoon. So it's a lot of like, you know, a lot of repeated activities, but I enjoy it. And, um, I can feel myself getting thinner and fitter every day up here. That's awesome. We're, by the way, we're real close to DC. So next time you're driving, oh, you want to stop for a track workout. Yeah. But okay. So you did, you did the 15 K down the gate river, uh, national champ 15 K national champions, right? Yeah. Okay. And you just talked a little bit that you're doing a little more track workout over there in, in Colorado. Are, are we thinking 10 K trials? Are we, what are we, what are we thinking? We're definitely thinking 10 K trials. Uh, I haven't been on the track in four years now. Um, so it's definitely like a little bit daunting for me. Um, just kind of getting back into that track mode. Um, it's a little more intense, a little more serious than the road racing that I'm used to now. Um, so I'm definitely nervous about it, but I have a race coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're going to kind of test the waters and try to qualify for the Olympic trials. But, um, you know, I don't have a lot of expectations. I want to do the best that I can, but I know that the marathon is definitely like my niche now. And so I am definitely going to focus on that in the long term. But to kind of change up your training and do some faster stuff on the, on the track is, I think, what your body needs to kind of give it a reset in a different way. Um, and you know, speed is never a bad thing for the marathon. So hopefully after this season, you know, I can kind of reach new heights in the marathon training as well. I'm going to ask for a tip because running, you know, doing marathon training, I have run plenty of marathons and the track is always my, like when I get a track workout, I'm like track, (laughs) like I, I'd rather be on the roads going stuff, looking at, I, I going in a circle for me drives me nuts. So you, you have a huge track background. Then you go and you focus on the marathon. Now you're back on the track. Is Do you have that feeling and how do you get past it? Or are you like, ah, track, I like it, I'm back. So I think that the biggest help for me was to break it down. Um, the roads definitely helped with that, just breaking it down into either you know, a mile or a K or half mile even, or maybe just even reaching like the next light post of the race or trash can or next water station, (laughs) whatever it may be. I always kind of change it up, which whichever like I'm feeling at the moment of breaking it down and just, you know, making it more manageable mentally. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the track. And it's been a process definitely, but uh, breaking it into, I mean, laps, which like I know with the 10 K is 25 laps, but you're just really trying to be in that moment and in that lap and the lap after that does not matter. The lap after that doesn't matter. So it's really just trying to stay in the, the lap that you're in, even if it's just like the stride that you're in, just trying to focus on your arms, focus on pushing off the ground, um, just little things that can kind of bring you back into the moment rather than like getting zoned out because you know, you're going in so many laps and everything. Um, and I, I tend to get claustrophobic too. So like being on the track is definitely something that I don't really like just being around everybody. So just trying to like focus on my breathing also, um, just so you don't get overwhelmed with just everything that's going on around you. So, 
um, mindfulness is always my motto. So just trying to find what it is that keeps you in the moment is, is I think the best tip. There you go. Sound mind, sound body. <laughs> right back to ASICs. That's, that's exactly. interesting. I, I mean, I'll try that. I always use the, when I'm running on the roads, I'll do the next stop sign, next, you know, post mm-hmm. or whatever. So that I'm used to running on the track though. Like sometimes I just like when I know, like it's so funny how short a quarter mile is and how long a quarter mile is like the first quarter mile of like an 800, uh, you know, an 800 or something. I'm like, Oh, this isn't so bad. The second one I'm like, I'm dying. Like, just stick, stick me. I'm done. But yeah. Um, so we're focusing on back on the marathon. Let's get into the marathon project. Cause I know. Wait, I, before, before oh, we, we change, change up real quick. I'm just really curious. So you're, I'm, I imagine most of the women you're training with now are also going for the 10 K trials. Uh, there's just a couple of us. So, um, Dominique Scott is on the team and she's South African. So she's trying to go for the Olympic, uh, Olympic standard, not the Olympic trial. So she just needs to hit the time and then she'll be on the Olympic team for South Africa. And I think just me and Laura Sweet that are doing the 10 K and then, um, the rest is basically middle distance or steeplechase. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask, what is it like training? And maybe you haven't really gone through this yet, but basically you become best friends with these women and train with them. And then you tow the line with them and you have to be a competitor and what that transition is like. So, yeah, I think that's the, the good thing about team boss also is because there's so many different people on so many different events. And so basically Laura and I, the only two that are going to be competing for the 10 K and the marathon thus far, um, and I think that's kind of strategic with, with Joe and who he takes on as athletes. Um, cause that can definitely get a little messy and a little, you know, cutthroat in a way. Um, so I think it is smart to kind of establish like, um, some boundaries when it comes to taking on so many people in a certain event. So I think they've done a good job there and hopefully, you know, going forward, we can, we can do that as well. But, um, like, I don't look at Laura, like, you know, I, I'm going to like trip you or like, you know, elbow you during a race, but you no, know, we definitely want to be the best that we can be. And we want to be the best 10 K runner on the team. We want to be the best marathoner on the team. Cause at the end of the day, we want to make Olympic teams. So, you know, we're, we're supporting each other, but we're also competitive with each other. And I think it um, bodes well for training and, and getting into races and really um, putting it all out there. I can also see it as a benefit, at least in the marathon of having someone that you trust that you can work with to kind of go through the pack and go through the pacing and trust your training. If you have that, that partner to kind of be there and then leave it up to just who performs the best at the end. Exactly. Um, there's definitely a, a sense of camaraderie when you run a marathon with somebody and to, you know, I'm very excited to be able to run a marathon with Laura if it ever lines up that way because, um, you know, just running next to each other, all the miles and all the training, um, all the workouts that we do together, um, there is definitely a trust in that and, you know, trusting that, you know, they're going to be there when you're going through a bad patch or vice versa. So that's, that's very exciting, just the prospect of that. That's cool. So, yeah, we can, we can jump to the marathon project. Um, I know you outlined a whole – I think it was a 10 part post on Instagram sort of start to finish. So we, we do know a bit about how you were feeling, but I still am just so curious because I can't imagine throwing up at mile nine and then also almost PRing. So 
where does that mental strength come from and how did you get through those really, really tough parts? Um, yeah, I think the, the weeks leading up to the marathon project were probably the hardest for me to get through. So like just getting to the start line was, was extremely challenging and, um, just starting the race and just kind of getting in a flow with the other women was kind of, um, the only way that I was going to get anywhere. Um, so just kind of believing that, you know, at least I can hold on for, you know, a few miles if I drop off, um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll drop out or. I didn't really know like what I could do in that race. So it was, it was a very odd one because um, I was extremely fit. I knew that I was capable of a really fast time. I just didn't know mentally if I was going to be there. Um, so as I was going along, um, you know, just having to, to throw up at that point was just like, you know, just another thing, just, you know, I've been going through so much and this is just uh you know, just adding to it. So it was just like, eh, whatever. Like I threw up and I feel like crap now, but I'm just going to try to grind through this. You know, I made it to the start line. So that's, that's a huge accomplishment. So just keep going and see what you can do. And, um, just chugging along. I just, you know, my feet were just moving over and over again and faster than I thought they would be. And, um, again, I, I think I just kind of released all of the pressure and all of the expectations that I had in myself. And I was able to just kind of be in a flow state for a while. And, um, yeah, it didn't start getting really, really challenging physically until like the last like four to six miles, which of course, like you hit that wall, the proverbial wall. And, um, you know, after throwing up, it was just like, Oh boy. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish. Like, you know, you hear about, bonking and you know I was probably on the cusp of that but um I just was like I just kept thinking about how proud of myself I was for for just getting to the start line getting to four miles getting to 10 miles getting to 20 miles and I I just kept building off of that just you know get getting more excited about just like I didn't think I could do this and I'm doing this right now um, and that just like really just snowballed into me just trying to grind it out and get to the finish line as fast as I could and didn't really care about anything else about the fatigue or anything in my life that I was experiencing. I was just focusing on, you know, just the road ahead of me and trying to catch as many people as I could. And, um, it just, that's the really cool thing about the marathon is you kind of find a different side of yourself that you didn't know was there. And I, again, was a lot tougher than I expected I, I was and, um, and could just go after it more than I, I thought I ever could. So it was, it was a really cool race and I definitely, um, have a, have a soft spot for it and will remember it for the rest of my days. I mean, just the competition that was around you was a, is like an all-star American running cast without getting too personal about, uh, like what was making it so difficult to get into, the race. I'm guessing that that had nothing to do with running. That had to do with like life stuff and you're coming to the mm-hmm. race. Did any of that also on the flip side? Yeah, it's difficult and you're going through whatever you're going through. Were you able to channel some of that into like, I found that sometimes when I'm angry or upset or feeling a lot of emotion, sometimes it actually helps in the running because like I have something to prove or I I'm, I'm running that one to give somebody the middle finger or, or, or something like that. Um, were you, were you able to draw on the negative energy and turn it into a positive during the race at all? I'm actually really bad at that. And I <laughs> am definitely an emotional runner, but I 
only really run well if I'm happy. So I was trying to just like block everything out, like all the negative stuff and just focus on the happy things. And just like being able to race again was such a happy thing. And just like being around people um, that just love running as much as I do was just like, it was so um, contagious and just like people doing really, really well. Like I, I looked over so many times and, you know, saw Sarah Hall doing really, really well. And then I saw, uh, my teammate at the time, Nick Isofano, um, doing phenomenal. He was leading the men's race at a, at a certain point. So I was just trying to draw in all like the amazing things around me and all the happiness in order to, to finish because I, I'm not one to be like, Oh, I want to prove somebody wrong or, Oh, you know, like I'm really sad or mad. Um, I, I don't do well off of that. So I need, I need the happiness. And so, um, it's kind of a, a good thing, uh, a good curse because, you know, then you, then you really focus on the fun stuff in life and, and draw the energy from that. For sure. So we know right now you're, you're training for the shorter stuff, but your love is obviously the marathon. Um, is it too soon to be thinking about a fall marathon or if you will be running one? I definitely will be. I am not allowed to say yet. So, um, hopefully I'm excited to be able to, to race like a big marathon again and hopefully, you know, all goes well and, um, you know, the, everything with COVID will, will be under control by then because it was just so devastating, you know. I was going to run Chicago last year and it just, you know, down to the last wire was just like, are, are we going to do it or not? So um, that was pretty, pretty rough. And um, I was very thankful to have the marathon project, but to be in a full blown marathon with all the energy and all the excitement is something that I really look forward to. All right. Final check. And we talked about regular running. We've talked about workouts and chunking those, but what about races? Do you chunk your races? Do you know how to set up for a race? Do you do the first three miles at one pace and then try to drop it down and then continue to drop down over the over the race? Or are you just kind of like, I'm going to start off the start line and slog my way through this? Might be interesting if you haven't tried it before, breaking the race up into milestones and knowing, hey, I've got to do the first 5K at this. I'm going to run to the halfway mark at this pace, and then I'm going to give it a little bit more rolling in through once my body's warmed up. If you try chunking it, it kind of gives you uh, little places to, you know, check in with your performance and set new goals. So give it a shot. Were you wearing the uh, Metaspeed Sky at the Marathon Project? Or was that Uh, not out yet? She wouldn't have, she would have a proto if she had it, but I, yeah, I was running a prototype of those. Yep. Okay. But the gate, the gate, did they get you the sky for the gate river run? No, I was still in the prototype for that. Okay. So I actually haven't done a race in them. Um, I've only done, I think, two workouts in them. So yeah, I don't, I don't know them super well yet. What, what do you think of them so far? They're great. Um, I am partial to the meta racers um just because i think the way that i run in my biomechanics it just makes more sense um i think i just need to get used to the to the new shoes meta sky um i think uh doing maybe a full marathon in them might change my mind um, it also sounds like you like, might like the edge yeah, yeah yeah and last time we talked to you i think you told me that you do a lot of workouts in the nova blast was it 
I I actually don't. Okay. I think that Sarah, yeah, Sarah Hall really likes the Nova Glass. I am more of a Nimbus girl, so I like to do um, Nimbus lights for for workouts a lot of times. So that's that's my go to. Okay, I was just gonna say we just got the Nova Blast two, and I think it's a big improvement. So nice. You may want to give it another shot. Yeah, I should definitely definitely try those. Good. Yeah, I think you'll like them. It, Megan loved the first one. It didn't work for me. It was just a little too squirrely. But then <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. if you like them, I'm not sure though because if she likes the Metaspeed, which is low stack and closer to the ground feel, I don't know. Maybe you won't. We'll have to. We'll need to follow up. <laughs> There's so many shoes to try. It's crazy. <laughs> it's good problems for sure. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Something for everybody. Um, so we have some user questions that I thought would be fun to to run by you um, from Instagram. And one of them is, if you could be a gold medal Olympian in anything, what would you choose in any distance? Wait, is it just running or anything? Or I guess anything. I mean, I guess maybe we should get both. Maybe we should get running and then yeah. like if you want to be the best shot putter, yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously the marathon, like I'm a marathoner now. To win an Olympic gold medal in the marathon would be phenomenal. Um, but growing up, I didn't ever really want to be a runner. I always wanted to be an Olympic figure skater. Just like watching like Michelle Kwan like do her thing out there. I was just so in awe. And I never owned a pair of figure skates or ice skates so I don't know why I had that dream in my mind but I always wanted to be an Olympic figure skater so that would be something very very cool um to be a gold medalist in that have you been skating as an adult no (laughs) not at all (laughs) I don't think you want like if if your goal is a marathon I I think you want to stay off skates (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) good call Um, okay. Is the coffee better in Boise or Boulder? <laughs> I know who asked this question. <laughs> um, they're going to, they're going to be mad at me if I say Boise because they have a Dunkin' Donuts in Boulder and not in Boise. So, um, I haven't ventured out too much in Boulder, but Dunkin' is, is a good, is a good one. So I'm definitely going to be venturing out a little bit more, but, um, the staple is, is Dunkin' Donuts. So I'll go with Boulder. Oh, wow. That's so funny. I thought we were going to get some, like, like, there's this tiny coffee shop. Horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with Boise is they don't really have any um, chains, so they're all local. Um, so that's really nice, but it's really sad because a lot of them are going out of business too, because of COVID and everything. So I do always say support local, support local, but uh, you know, you just want a cheap junk Dunkin' Donuts coffee sometimes. I mean, yeah. And if you're running Boston, you, you got to support, exactly. that's, you, know, you got to support Boston, I right? Boston for a couple of years. So I'm definitely partial to, to Dunkin' for sure. I feel like you're not going to answer this one, but your favorite athlete on Team Boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> I, They're all my favorites. <laughs> but, but training with Laura is, is really special, and so she's, she's such a good energy, and I love um, just doing, you know, just going to the well with her um, as much as I can. So um, we definitely have a certain uh, camaraderie when, when we do workouts together for sure. I mean, you you almost have to pick her because if she's not there, you don't have someone to train marathon with. Exactly, exactly. So I gotta gotta. Stay you gotta stay pol- politics. 
So I know you can't yeah. tell us which fall marathon, but can you tell us what if, city and or, how long it's going to be? No, if, <laughs> if Laura will run the same marathon. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it doesn't look like we're running the same okay. one, but it'll be close, which uh, all the they're, they're all you, one. Yeah, weekend. they're all the same weekend. <laughs> okay. What is your go to pre or post run snack? So pre-run is always the same. I always have PB&J and coffee. No matter if it's in the morning or afternoon, I just love PB&J so much. Peanut butter jelly um, time. I also, yeah. <laughs> I also smother it in peanut butter. Like I go through <laughs> like a jar in a couple days, honestly, because I just love peanut butter so much. Um, and then post would be, I do love Momentous. Protein has um, an amazing mixed drink that that I always have after a workout specifically I I don't do it after um easy runs just because you don't you don't need as much protein um to recover but after the workouts it's always a momentous protein drink and the chocolate flavor specifically so any alcoholic beverages that you celebrate marathons with I always I was just talking to one of my teammates about this I always get so excited to celebrate after a marathon <laughs> I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna drink all the beer and all the wine and all the things <laughs> and then I just I just conk out I just am so tired that it takes me like a week after the marathon to actually like fully like indulge in the things that I want to indulge in and so I think the go-to is always wine I really like wine um Specifically, Sauvignon Blanc is very, very refreshing after um, certain runs, especially in the summertime. Um, but I like all mixed drinks, honestly. So um, a good margarita or a martini. I've gotten really into yes. the martinis. So that's that's my pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. we are starting kind of like a anonymous Spotify playlist where we get the songs from the people that we interview on our podcast. We just slip onto the uh, playlist. Could you give us one of the songs that do you listen to music while you run or do you, now that you have a training party, you guys are probably talking. I, if I do listen to music when I run, it's classical music and you probably don't want that on your Stop. <laughs> you listen to classical music while you're running. Yeah. It, I don't know why it just like, it calms me, but also like gets me really jazzed at the same time. I gotta try that. Yeah. <laughs> like, is there, is there any particular, you just throw on like classical station? Um, there is one in particular that I really like right now. It's, um, the carnival of the animals, the, the swan is the specific, specific composer or the, the specific song of the composer. So yeah, the carnival of the animals, the swan. I'm throwing it is, on the Spotify is... list. <laughs> okay. So are these like Wait. easy runs you're listening to classical music or are you telling me like hard workout, you've got some violin in your ear? The violin. Yeah, it's it's usually long tempo runs that I that I like to do. That See, I want to try it now because you know crazy. what I did. <laughs> People, this would be nuts. I like the movie Blade Runner. One time I put on Blade Runner for a long run, and that it just you know kind of like no words. It's just kind of like mood, and I get it. But. Yeah. 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 See, I, there's got to be some other people out there that listen to classical music when they run. There has to be, right? Uh, we're gonna have to pull. We'll, yeah, we're gonna have to pull the might people. Be, might be a thing that we talk about <laughs> when, when we get you on next time. The um, but so do you have a pop song or any other kind of music that you that we that you'd want on this list? Um, I am really into like classic rock, so like Led Zeppelin, um, Cashmere, or 
the immigrant. All right. One of those two. All right. I think cashmere. Let's throw cashmere on the list. Okay. GPS watches are, first of all, are you on Strava? I am. Is it, is it a public profile? Like, can we go follow you and see all your workouts? It is, but it's very consistent. I, I'm pretty bad about using a watch. So um, there may be a lot of missing days. So that was going to be my question. So are you like a slave to the GPS watch or are Obviously you like, not. no, doesn't matter. You just go out for an hour and run. Yeah. I mean, I love my watch. I have a Coro, so, you know, I got, I got to throw that out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't like to focus on pace as much. So when I'm seeing like, you know, a slower pace, I always pick it up because I'm just super competitive. That's just who I am. So I need to not use the GPS sometimes. So yes, do have a Strava, but you may not want to follow me because it's not very Do you track your training then? Uh, on, on like a ledger or <laughs> on a ta- do you stone carve it in tablets? No, like how do you know how far you from? I am pretty old school. I like to write everything down. I don't like technology that much, so I use it sparingly, and I write everything down in a journal. I really like um, that note about not looking at the GPS watch because while I do wear mine for pretty much all of my training, one thing I changed in this past year is because I would see like a pace that was too slow for what my effort felt I would like panic even more and then you get even slower and it's just a spiral and so I found if I just didn't look at it but just ran my you know tempos or whatever repeats by feel I'd come home and look at it and a lot of times be like super happy about it um is that is that something you've always done or is this a recent thing for you I've always done it. Um, I can tell when I'm starting to get a little stressed when it comes to, you know, being on, on a certain time or a certain pace during runs. And so I'll just take it off. And then hopefully I have somebody around that maybe kind of knows the certain pace. Um, cause I just don't even like to turn it on. Um, so my coach typically like keeps track of it and he's like, yeah, you did pretty good today. Like you did, did this way faster than you did with a watch. So I think we're going to keep the watch off for a while. So um, definitely go through ebbs and flows with wearing it sure. and, and focusing on time. Yeah. And then on race day, though, is there a watch on your wrist? Always. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, especially with the road races, I need to keep track um, just so I don't get too excited. Um, so I use the watch to hold me back more than anything. But like in Chicago, I mean, the GPS yeah, watch work. is basically useless because it's like, at least for the <laughs> city. I mean, I remember when we were there, it said I was doing like three minute miles and. Maybe you were. You got a little walk there. <laughs> yeah. You just have to take that with a grain of salt. And, like, I, I definitely know, like, myself enough to, to know that I wasn't running, like, outlandish times or super slow times either. So um, as long as it's, like, in the realm of, like, something that's right, then, then it's fine. So I just need to just keep track of, like, just being in that range. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Before we get to the final end of podcast question here, is there anything about Emma that we don't know? She's got a great mom. <laughs> we do love your that mom. That is true. Yeah. That is very, very true. Um, uh, what do you know about me? I don't know. <laughs> 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 open book, honestly. Yeah. We hired a detective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I listen to classical music when I run. <laughs> yeah, that honestly... Did not know at all. So that was really exciting to hear. Um, what about at, like the hobbies outside of running? What are you doing? I know it's a lot of sleep, eat, run, repeat, but is there anything else in there? 
Um, I love to go backpacking. So being outside as much as I can, especially in the summertime, backpacking, um, camping. Um, I also really like to paint. Um, I haven't gotten into it in a long time, but um, painting has been a big passion of mine and not something that I like want to do professionally or ever like sell anything, but it's just something that like really calms me and really like grounds me into the moment. And um, I can be, you know, painting for, for hours on end and not even know that any time has passed. So that's something that I really like that passes the time. That's awesome. Okay. We already asked you about headphones or no headphones. Did you tell us what your, your go-to post-race meal is? Or you just, you can't really. Well, she gave us a momentous drink in the. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like if you want a meal though, like I always eat a meal. Um, I mean, anything like if it's a really hard workout or if it's a race, like anything greasy and delicious, like. I typically go for tacos. I just love tacos so much. Um, before my um, PR in the marathon at Chicago, I could do not seven days before the race. That's all I ate was tacos. <laughs> and I think it's the secret sauce, honestly. Like, I need to do that again. <laughs> I'd be willing to do that. Now, there's hot sauce on it, right? Always. Cholula hot sauce, of course. All right. I like Cholula. Are, and are these, like, any kind of tacos? Hard or soft? Any kind. <laughs> That's a that's the beauty of tacos. Yeah, like you can change it up all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our final question for you is: If you were not running professionally, what would you be doing? So, I mean, you definitely have to think about this as a professional athlete. Always, like, kind of what the next thing is. Um, so, I've been really passionate about psychology and sports psychology specifically, especially like. I don't know, just with a lot of um, athletes opening up and just like, you know, talking about their experience with mental health issues. I think that's something that's really important and I'm really passionate about that. So I've just been like reading a bunch of books and I haven't started classes yet, but I really want to go back to school for it and see if I can, you know, kind of change the the game and the the mental side of, of sports. And so um, that will be it. Sports psychology, hopefully. This is amazing to me because I went to school for psychology, but I also went to fine arts school. So I was a painting, uh, fine arts major in art school and then went and got my psychology degree. So I feel like all I need to do is run faster and I can be the male. <laughs> I'm a base there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Love it. I'll have to get a lot faster. though. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. I believe in you. Uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'll take it. We'll, we'll go on some runs together when I'm in Baltimore next awesome. time. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, DC isn't that far. And uh, we're going to have a headquarters with a podcast studio and a video studio built into it. Yeah, so we'll have to have you in. You can come and hang out and try our Mexican food because we're right in the middle of like amazing taco land. Heck yeah. So, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yes. Once, once COVID is, is done and dusted, I'll be out there and experiencing all the tacos and all the runs and everything. You may not know it because we didn't post it on Instagram, but we got our first shots today. <laughs> so we're going to be cool to Yay! hang out with him. Yeah. It's going to be big I was deal. actually worried because we got them this morning and then I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's any side effects. And we're talking to Emma later. But yeah, she was like worried that we were going to be like all know. out of it when we talked to you. I said, we'll be fine. We're going to be the chip. The, chip I, the first one's okay. I've heard the second one. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to be, you know, on a couch for the rest of the day. My, all my teammates got the second one here, and it was a, sh- a shit show. Oh, really? <laughs> you can say shit show. <laughs> we won't even believe it out. Like you- for a day or for several days? 
It was like it, it depended on the person, but uh, twenty four to like thirty six hours. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so we're gonna have to plan it. Luckily, what we're doing is I got we got one today, and then we have a marathon, and she has a half marathon on May sixteenth. Yep. And then the twenty sixth is the second shot. So we should be okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Get all your runs and all your races done, and then you're we, good to go. Yeah, we wanted the Johnsons and Johnsons, but it was too hard to get at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's very sought after right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> um, I do have another question. Sorry. Um, what is the race you're doing in two weeks? Or can you oh, tell us? Uh, sound running. Sound running. The I think it's called the track meet. Uh, that sound running is putting on in LA. Okay. Oh, cool. Exciting. Well, mm-hmm. we we can't wait to watch your journey here and see you with Team Boss and then really excited for the fall marathon that you decide to do. Um, and yeah, we're rooting for you. Yeah, I was excited to see yeah. you go to Boss because I love, like, I, I've one person I've never spoken with is Emma Coburn. Actually, I did speak with her, but not on this. We met her at an event in New York City a long time ago. But um, the idea of that team and I just love it. And I, you know, we've talked to other athletes on the team and it just seems like such a cool, fun environment. Like, like that's like a dream camp of it's like superpowers, like, <laughs> you know, wonder twin powers coming together and, and helping each other get better. So we're excited to see what you it do. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just on Instagram. That's actually what it is like in real life. <laughs> it's, it's real life. Okay. That's awesome. No Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, glad this time we got this on a podcast that people will be able to re-listen to over. I mean, you can see our Instagram conversation, but you got to dig for that. And this will be out there and I think people will enjoy it. And we're rooting for you. We're happy and uh, excited to see what's coming up next for you. Thank you. And good luck in your uh, relative races. So the half marathon and then the marathon. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, see, Good. I was being a crybaby this morning. I, you know, I was like, maybe I shouldn't even run. <laughs> he needs, he needs your um, psychology, s- psychology yeah. help. Yeah. Uh, it'll be great. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be a great time. I mean, just having the opportunity to race again is, is really special. So don't, don't take it for granted. All right. So that's it. We're wrapping up this week. Let's say thank you to the people. Megan, who do you want to thank? Thanks, Emma, for coming on the show. It was great to catch up with you and hear about what life is like with Team Boss. And thank you to all the listeners. Yep. And we want to thank Nick Sanchez, our producer, for wrapping this up neatly. And Robbie, you seem like you want to thank somebody. Uh, thank Asics for the bougie mile and the pair of 512s that, are, that I got on right now. Pretty comfy. Levi's 512s, by the way. It's not a running shoe. <laughs> Five tall sounds like a new balance, new balance running shoe. shoe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's how New Balance came up with all this stuff. They did the, uh, they followed Levi's. Yeah, the Levi's model. Because that's just as confusing. Trying to find the right oh, Levi's ridiculous. fit. Like, I always think I could wear 501s, and then when I try them on, they look ridiculous. I don't even know. What, you, what is that, skinny ones? No, 501 is the original. Um, they, you look like a... I look like I'm wearing mom jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's... I do not work. Yeah. I also mom. went with the 512 for the G mile. It's really nice. Tapered leg. I didn't know what it was. And uh, I got them and I put them on. I was like, this is the fit this I wanted. The, yeah. There it's you great. go. It's not too tight. It's not like a skinny exactly. jean. Exactly. It's not too loose. Yeah. It's not quite a dad wow. jean. Is this podcast sponsored by Levi's? <laughs> now it is. But um, <laughs> Levi's send us yeah. stuff. But again, yeah. Thanks, ASICS, for hooking us up for the G mile. We had a great time running it. I thought it was a lot of fun to see both Megan and Robbie kill it while I jogged around 
slowly. But you got some good video footage. We did get some good video footage. And then uh, also, I want to say, hey, thanks to Solomon. We're looking forward to having a great weekend and uh, producing some content for you people. So stay tuned. Thanks. Say goodbye to your mom. Goodbye. No, to your mom specifically. You know she listens. Goodbye, mom. Oh, bye, Megan's mom. Bye, Robin. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. (laughs) 